Welcome to our podcast for generations in family business, past, present, and future. Our hosts for this podcast are myself, Tim Schuster, and I'm a senior manager in the Center for Family Business Excellence. And along with us as well is... Hey, good morning, everybody. My name is Matt Kersner. I'm the director in the Center for Family Business Excellence. And we're fortunate enough again today to have one of our favorite guests around. If you wouldn't mind introducing yourself. Sure. My name is Nancy Valakis. I'm a director of funds at IQEQ, a firm with 2,450 people worldwide. We're an investor solutions firm. That's fantastic. So today we're going to have a a lot of fun with this podcast. We're going to be talking about different charitable efforts. And just so the folks who are listening in have a little bit of backstory, Nancy and I were having conversations about this offline, just talking about different charitable giving. So Nancy, if you wouldn't mind telling the audience a little bit about your background in this area, kind of how you got interested in it and, you know, so on and so forth. Sure. So I have to thank my family. I think they gave me some of the original nuggets that led me to give back at this phase of life. Three or four years ago, I started fishing around amongst New York charities that I was familiar with. Mm -hmm. And many of them were finance-oriented charities, a group of women or men who had put together a charity or were on the board of a charity that I was familiar with as a result of my uh, working background. And three or four years ago, I felt compelled to give back. And I started to volunteer to get a feel for how I might give back most effectively. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, so when I started out, frankly, you know, I've, I've always been a busy professional in the New York area, and so I was looking for charities that could work within my kind of crazy schedule mm-hmm. and help me give back, but I definitely wasn't going to be able to show up every Friday morning for three hours and do the exact same thing yep. uh, for many years on end, which I think is sort of the classic volunteering or, or giving back approach. And so I was really excited to discover High Water Women, which is a charity that focuses on a number of initiatives. One of them is financial literacy. And you can actually log into their website and select a a financial literacy instance that fits into your schedule and go and donate your time and speak to really the underserved in New York City Mm -hmm. and teach them what you know about how to get on that first rung of the economic ladder. And... I could schedule it around, you know, given this online portal, I could make it work with my hectic schedule. So that was one really great initiative that I tripped into as I started fishing around for where I wanted to give my time. Another one is New York Cares. Mm -hmm. New York Cares has a similar online portal, but in the instance of New York Cares, they have so many charities on their site. And you can go ahead and one Saturday, if you want to give back by gardening in the park near your home you that's can, a fun one yeah, <laughs> yeah that's you, a fun one you get outside it's exercise hopefully <laughs> it's sunny I don't yeah. know. if it rains they tend to cancel but you know or if you want to teach english to immigrants you could go and do that the next day and that's awesome. you know maybe you have five slots in august because it tends to slow down in business on the finance side during august and then gosh you don't have a window to help out for another year mm-hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> and so i really felt most compelled at least initially in terms of giving time toward these online portals where you can go in log in sign up often there's a vetting process at the beginning to make sure that you're someone worthy of their charitable platform and then kind of proceed from there. I love these online platforms that enable people to give back in a way that makes sense for them. And gosh, we're all such hectic professionals. Oh, yeah. You know, giving back in terms of volunteering your time has evolved. And these are two instances of how it has. Mm -hmm. So, Nancy, when I work with families and we do a family retreat, 
or they're starting a family council. Mm-hmm. There's a formula that we talk about, and it's, you know, what do they need to live? Yep. What do they need to give to the next generation or generations? Mm-hmm. And then the third part is what do they want to give, righteous giving? Mm-hmm. And I love what you just said because some of it's volunteering time versus yes. giving monetary value. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear a little bit about when I'm working with families or when families are listening to this, Mm -hmm. how do they go about starting? How did you start? Well, I love volunteering as a starting place, but, you know, depending on how you want to scale your giving of time or money, it can it, it can vary. I started by giving time, and then once I got to know a charity, and sometimes I did look at the financials to make sure that money was being used wisely, then I would often give money at, thereafter and perhaps get involved in more initiatives through these charities. You know, sometimes attending the gala and giving money for a table or attending... A fundraiser event is a good way to get to know a charity as well. And once again, I'm speaking for New York area charities, which is what I'm most familiar with. But I always like to start up by volunteering and then get to know a charity slowly rather than just kind of send a $5,000 check or in some cases with respect to families that have much more means than I do, <laughs> a $5 million or, or yep. even higher you know, numbered check. I think it's good to feel out of charity first. And then equally, with I've seen families or institutions structure their foundational efforts. It's often good to pick one thing that you're looking to impact and not have it be a all across the board. So if it's a family that's looking to establish a foundation and they want to put, I don't know, hypothetically speaking, 100 million to work or more, certainly not everyone is Michael Bloomberg and can and really build out a full-blown effort to assess and donate monies across right. the board. You know, it's often good to start with with a pet initiative. You know, what's the most important topic for you? Where do you want to make an impact? Mm-hmm. And also with respect to the charities that you give to, if in fact there isn't a volunteer component, how are you going to have them measure the success, which is costly for charities that are often shorthanded. And so you don't want that to be too much of a heavy lift, but equally you don't want to throw a bunch of money at something in the charity folds and you know you, you have to do diligence if you're going to give a substantial amount of money. Another place that I started when I first looked to give back and I also have you know just a perpetual sort of networking approach to my life and so the <laughs> it's chari- brilliant actually <laughs> the charitable yeah the charitable <laughs> efforts are hand in hand often with the business initiatives that I put forward. It happens to be the case that High Water Women you know has a board and a number of volunteers that are all in the finance sphere in New York, and so am I, and so that's where I, you know, started to look first. But um, but coming back to the foundational giving question, mm-hmm. vetting charities is an interesting art, perhaps not a science. Yeah, I, it makes um, sense. Because they're very well-meaning charities that have an exceptional mission that may be in line with your goals that may be very good at executing on that mission or not, you know? Is the heart in the right place? That's great. Are the practical skills there to implement the mission? And indeed, what would success look like? I think that last question is key because just giving without any kind of vetting does often lead to disappointment or perhaps, I don't know, you know, maybe not the outcome you were looking mm-hmm. for. But on the flip side, you don't want to press charities for so many metrics as though they were an investment fund yeah, yeah. that they can't fulfill it. And, and they almost, you know, they'll take your money, but they 
actually don't have the hands internally to deliver. I don't know, some kind results. of proof. That yeah. The yeah. Measurable, yeah. The measurable like results. The right. measurable results. There yeah. we are. Yeah. So I think that a tactical approach is wise when it comes to either putting together a giving plan or an initiative internally at a family with, you know, whether it's a foundational effort or it's a, it's a community effort. Certainly volunteering, getting to know charities is not in the cards for everybody mm -hmm. or maybe not even of interest. Some people simply do want to give and not kind of get their hands dirty the way that I like to do. Yeah. So, you know, it also depends on your interest or, you know, how you're hoping to approach it. So it's interesting, and you know, me as the accountant here, um, tax yeah. reform obviously is a big subject area for this, Huge. right? Huge, and we've chatted about that. Yes, offline. yes, we have. Yeah. So, have mm -hmm. you seen this area have massive amounts of change? You know, one thing just to tee up the listeners here is there's now limitations to some deductions that you can potentially have in your return. So, yep. have you been seeing there in a, a shift in people giving back, time wise, mm -hmm. anything wise? Just curious from you know someone on the ground level with it. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think I've seen among the community that I'm a part of more giving back in terms of time versus money, especially if you're not going to meet some of the larger thresholds that would enable you to have it be a tax benefit. Right. You're more the master of what kind of tax benefit you could get mm -hmm. based on the amount that you give. I think my giving patterns have either enabled me to get some sort of benefit or not, depending on the year, whereas I think extremely wealthy families can generally have some sort of tax benefit if yep. they're giving it higher levels. But equally, you know, I do think that at least the headlines were suggesting that charitable giving in the form of the $50 mail-in to the Sierra Club, yep. and I've been giving the Sierra Club $50 every single year, and I'm going to continue to do that. I think that level of giving has dropped off, and indeed there are many charities that do rely on 20,000 donors who give $50 mm -hmm. to keep the lights on. So I think it's unfortunate that that level of giving is perhaps less palatable for people now, yep. given the new tax reform. But you're the expert. You're the tax expert. Yeah. So <laughs> what do you think, Tim? <laughs> no, it's interesting, actually, because and, yeah. and, I, and I do see that a lot. And I'm glad yeah. you just brought that up, because I yeah. do think that I see a lot of people who were the $10 person, $20 person, not giving as much anymore because they're not seeing a benefit. But then mm -hmm. it goes to a more of an interesting question is to passion. Yeah. So it's almost finding what, what is passionate to them. So if someone mm -hmm. who is actually passionate about the organization, I think will still give to it regardless of the benefit or not benefit that they're receiving from it because they love the organization. So I think from at least that side, you're not mm -hmm. seeing it as much. But if you have just that will and that drive to at least give that $20, $50, whatever it might be, you're still going to do it. It's probably more in the mid-range where you were giving 5000 a year to five pet charities where yep. people are seeing less benefit. And so they might be inclined to give back instead of giving that amount because mm -hmm. you kind of fall into a gray area there. You do. You're exactly correct. So I, I guess it's also worth noting that another place that I initially look when I look to give back to mentor the next generation to teach people about financial literacy, which is something I know about. That's amazing, by the way. We <laughs> love yeah, that. That's that so cool. That's so cool. That's very rewarding. Mm -hmm. It's actually very critical. It it's is. very critical. Well, it's amazing how little people know about finances. <laughs> it really to, is, actually. <laughs> yeah, and how to just kind of take care of basic, okay, I need to... I need to make more money than I'm spending. I mean, it's just sort of a... <laughs> you're a personal business, actually, yeah. if you think yeah, of it that you're way, you know? Yeah, your own personal <laughs> yeah. business. Yeah. And your credit... <laughs> 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 <la
Yeah, definitely. Your credit score reflects that. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I think, unfortunately, with respect to the lower levels of giving, and I'll say 5000 and below, there does seem to be a drop-off. And just giving your time does not a charity make. People have to keep the lights on, yep. hire people to run the programs. And so people feeling dissuaded from giving to causes that they feel passionate about is, a, is an unfortunate outcome of the recent tax reform. But at the higher levels, people are perhaps even more encouraged to give. Yeah, they can get a better benefit, whatever it might be. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think there'll be charities that benefit from that, depending on what their existing donor base currently is, and also you know, how compelled those donors feel about giving more. You know, We'll see in the long term how the tax reform has impacted charities, but... Uh, we shall see. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. Um, yeah, how um, how do people reach out to you if they have any further questions they want to talk to you about this? Yeah, sure. My email address is nancy.vilakis at iqeq.com. So N-A-N-C-Y dot V-A-I-L-A-K-I-S at iqeq.com. Thanks, Matt and Timothy. Our pleasure. And thank you for listening to Generations in Family Business, Past, Present, and Future, as part of the Eisner Amper podcast series. If you have any questions or there's a topic you'd like us to cover, email us at contact at EisnerAmper.com. Visit EisnerAmper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. We look forward to have you listening on our next Eisner Amper podcast.